Which option sounds better? Wasting your time trying to make your product palatable to 7.5 billion people? Or targeting a handful of decision makers with personalized communication and custom solutions? The cast a wide net approach is just one way to reach your customer. Account-based marketing is a more targeted way to reach the same audience. So it's time to jump on the bandwagon. Today on the podcast, we're thinking small in exchange for some huge gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Growth Marketing for Martians, brought to you by Risen. I am, as always, your host, Jeff Lambert. Rogelio Rodriguez is not with us today. He had a last-minute meeting. He's not able to join us, but the show must go on, and I am happy to announce that today we have in the studio, virtually, of course, Mr. Ethan Copet. I believe I'm saying your last name correctly. Ethan, welcome to the show. Yeah, glad to, glad to be on the show and looking forward to talking with you. Now, Ethan, we're going to be talking about account-based managing. Before we get into the topic and discussing the benefits of it and just helping our listeners understand the strategy a little more deeply, can you give a little bit about your background, where you work, and your experience with ABM? Yeah, totally. So um, I'm a product manager at HubSpot. So HubSpot's a a company that provides uh, sales marketing and service um, software. And um, before HubSpot, I was actually the CEO of a startup um, and, and HubSpot bought that startup. And so now I work at HubSpot. And uh, the, that startup was focused on account management. Um, and so uh, I think they felt that I was, I was well positioned to, to build an account-based marketing product uh, at HubSpot, you know, a, a marketing product that's more geared towards um, marketing and selling to accounts rather than contacts. Um, and I've been working on that uh, solution. Um, I wouldn't really call it a product. It's more like a solution because it's not like one feature. It's more like many features that are knit together. But um, we've been working on that solution for about a year. Uh, and it launched back in May. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to talk about ABM. Um, if you're not familiar with it, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about it. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, as we jump in, why don't we start with kind of a high level overview? You know, marketers or business owners, people that are trying to find better ways to grow their products and their services. There's so many strategies to choose from. Here we have account-based marketing as a strategy and an approach that could be beneficial to different individuals. I'm sure it's not a silver bullet, but if you were going to provide, you know, kind of a high level explanation of what ABM is, what would that be? So account-based marketing um, is, is, is like, it's not actually marketing. It's kind of annoying that it has marketing in the name, but if anything, I would, I would ask that you forget the word marketing. I have to use that because that's kind of what the, the industry calls it. But account-based marketing is really more of a, a go-to-market strategy. It's, it's not a marketing strategy. It's something that sales and marketing do together. Um, and it's basically a, a go-to-market strategy where sales and marketing identify um, a relatively small number of uh, kind of high-value target accounts that they want to close for many reasons. It could be that they, you know, they want to close this customer because that logo has a lot of value. It could be that they want to close this customer because they're trying to get into, into a new geography. It could just be that they sell really like high-value complex products or services. And so this is kind of what's, what's required for them. Um, but ultimately the two teams work together, they create this target account list and they create relatively personalized buying experiences for this target account list. And that's what account-based marketing is. Um, and I think the reason that, uh, marketing is in the name is because for sales, this is kind of a, uh, this is just how sales works. Like this is, this is kind of a classic enterprise sales playbook. And so I think for sales, it's nothing new, 
But for um, marketers, it is something new. I think marketers for a long time, you know, they've thought of markets and they've thought of audiences, but that's really not the way that you think um, for account-based marketing. You, you think like a salesperson, you think about accounts, you think about, you know, uh, decision makers, you think about influencers. Um, and uh, I think it's just a, a different way of thinking about how you're going to market. Um, yeah. Sure. So it sounds like it's really more of a targeted approach. You're choosing who you want to go after and you're going after them in a very methodical way, as opposed to, you know, we use the expression on one of our blog posts, casting a wide net and seeing what you catch. This sounds like the opposite of that, correct? Yeah, it is. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think there is still an element of like, you know, attracting people from that account, right? Like it's not, it's not like you, you target people and for some reason you don't need to do marketing anymore. Um, I think that's actually a mistake that a lot of people make. But um, yeah, I think, you know, for people sometimes talk about it as uh, the difference between, you know, fishing with a net versus fishing with a spear. I think another good way of thinking about it, um, you know, HubSpot's, HubSpot's the grow better company. So we like to use uh, growth analogies, but it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a farm, right? Like a business is kind of like a farm and customers are kind of like, you know, things that you grow. And um, there's certain tactics and tools that you use to grow carrots and eggplants. And there's different tactics and tools that you, grow, you use to grow trees. And so account-based marketing is really more like those trees, right? They need to be treated as individuals. Um, you definitely need a more targeted approach. You're going to need a more um, kind of nuanced way that you present your value proposition to different folks on the buying committee, right? Like the decision maker might want to see different content and hear different things than uh, an end user or an influencer or somebody who isn't the decision maker. And I think that's, that's the kind of um, ingenuity that, that account-based marketing brings to the table. So when we talk about, I guess, the implementation of this implementation, excuse me, of this idea overall, you know, you mentioned that sales and marketing are really working together. If you're a smaller business, that could be the same person doing both. But sure. when you're combining both those efforts, what are some things that you need to, you know, either implement or keep an eye on to make sure that you can make ABM work for your company? Um, I think, like, ABM is by definition pretty collaborative between sales and marketing, and collaboration is hard. I think a lot of people like, like they hear me say that and even now they're kind of like, Oh yeah, that's fine. And then they would start doing it and they would still just do it in a silo. And I think like true, truly doing something collaboratively means you start with the other person at the table. So like, for example, a lot of people say, should ABM be sales driven or should it be marketing driven? And I kind of feel like that question is like not a very good question because it betrays that we don't fully understand yet. Right? Like, right. I think that if I had to choose one of the two, I'd probably say sales, but I think that it shouldn't, I think it should be, you know, there should be a person who's responsible for it and they could be in sales or marketing, but ultimately everyone should buy in that this is the right go-to-market strategy, right? Like everyone should agree on what the target accounts are. Everyone should agree on what the value proposition is. Everyone should agree on the content and the channels and the KPIs. There's no part of this where sales just does it or marketing just does it. Like that's not how this works. And so I think that, um, the hardest part is really in, is kind of constructing a system where everybody actually knows what everyone else is doing. So, you know, again, I think that it's not, it's not actually, uh, it's not actually that hard. It just requires a little bit of forethought. Like when you create a target account list, it cannot live in, in a system that only marketers or only salespeople have access to that. That can't happen. It needs to be something that is shared between two teams. That's really core. I also think, um, when you're thinking about what sort of um, you know marketing tactics you're going to use to reach these companies, like marketing can't own that. They have to communicate that before they do things like run ads or uh, implement emails. They have to communicate that to the sales team, and uh, that's difficult because they're not used to doing that, 
Um, and, and again, there, there, you know, there's, there's tools and frameworks for doing that, but I think that making sure that everybody actually knows what's going on is probably the hardest part of ABM. It's really not, uh, it's not like challenging from a technology or a, uh, an implementation standpoint. Now, just talking about in your own experience, working with companies who have implemented ABM or at least a strategy that, that really focuses on, you know, the few as opposed to the many, um, is there a track record of success with ABM for these, for these companies, for these brands? Does it work? I think it does work. Uh, it works really well. Like actually at, at, you know, at the company I, I worked at before HubSpot, we did ABM. We were a small startup um, and we were really focused on closing, you know, uh, relatively large biotech companies. And ABM is the right tool for that job because, you know, you're never going to uh, do a deal with, you know, Thermo Fisher Scientific, which is one of the largest corporations in the world um, by the, you know, the, the vice president of sales, like, you know, hitting a CTA on your website and asking to spend a million dollars. That's just not how it works. Um, they, they need more custom content. They need uh, a different kind of approach. They need a more targeted approach. Um, and so it definitely does work. Um, I think a lot of the times you'll see better engagement metrics in the middle of the funnel. Like you'll see more interaction with the website. You'll see more interaction with content. Um, you'll see if you're doing it, if you're doing it right, like if sales and marketing are truly aligned, I think you're going to see better deal velocity. Like the rate that deals actually close will be faster. Um, and um, I think the trade-off though there is that it's more expensive and it's not just more expensive from a money perspective. Like it doesn't actually have to be that expensive from a money perspective, but it's very expensive from a time perspective. So like, there is not an easy way to uh, like people talk sometimes about scaling ABM. And I think that that's like, you can scale ABM a little bit. Like you can do ABM for like hundreds or even thousands of companies if you're using the right tools, but like realistically you can't actually scale it up to like 5 million companies. That's just never going to happen. Um, and it, it's, it's definitely more expensive from a time approach uh, 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 like, you know, strategy, which is why it needs to be applied to deals where it's really worth it. You know, like it, the customer needs to be able to, when they, when they, you know, close, like they need to be able to pay for the effort that was put in. Um, sure. So you, you want to do ABM when, when the deal is large enough to actually justify those costs. Sure. You're creating all this content. You're personalizing the message. You're doing all this research into the company that you're, you're targeting and you're going after. And like you said, if you don't land that, then you have wasted resources, I guess you could say. So that is something to keep in mind it is important to not try and approach an ABM mindset by using templates and kind of boilerplate messages, right? Yeah. And I mean, again, I, I think that like, I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like there's no way to do ABM where you can save yourself a little bit of time. Like you totally can, right? You can create uh, custom landing pages and, and do a little copy paste. If, if uh, you know, two companies are in the same industry, like that's, that's, that's totally true. But I think ultimately, like, again, um, it's the big difference, I think, between like, you know, account-based marketing and kind of your traditional inbound approach is inbound talks a lot about having evergreen content where you create content and then it just, you know, day after day after day, it works for you. And I think for ABM, that's, that's unfortunately one of the big kind of um, cons is that's, that's probably not true. Now you can repurpose some of that evergreen content into something that's more specific for an account or vice versa. You can create something really specific for an account and turn it into something that's evergreen, but you're not going to be able to like, you know, if you're trying to close Reebok, you're not going to be able to like create a bunch of documents that only really apply to Reebok, but then just like, you know, spit them out on your blog and suddenly that's great content for everybody else. Yeah, good point. You wouldn't want to send that out to Reebok and then have like Adidas in the subject line. Whoops, sorry about that because yeah, that, con exactly. that, that client's gone. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> so, Ethan, tell me a little bit more about, I guess, where I could get started if I'm a business owner, if I'm a marketer at a small company. You know, if I've never tried ABM before, is there a roadmap that you would recommend to these individuals of how they can get started and try out this approach? Yeah, totally. Um, I actually think, as funny as it is, I, I keep making it sound like it's really difficult, but it's pretty easy to get started um, because. Again, ABM is a, a strategy. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a product manager. I've built a software system that helps you do ABM, but you don't need software, right? Uh, I mean, I'd love if you if you use my software, but um, like ultimately ABM is a strategy. And so all you really need to do to get started is, you know, um, one person on marketing and one person on sales have to get together. They have to agree that like, they have to agree on what they're using ABM for. Like one of the things is like, uh, you know, we as humans like to like see a hammer and then just like try to figure out what nail we're going to hit with the hammer. But like, that's not, I don't think that's the right thing to do here. I think you should look at your business and you should think about if there's a, a, a business objective that you really need, like, you know, whether that's you have really big deals, but they're moving slowly. Or again, that, you know, there's a logo that you want to capture, figure that out. And once you figure that out, sales and marketing should get together, create a, a small target account list. I'd say 10 target accounts, max, mm-hmm. like just 10. Um, and, and align them with that business objective. Make sure that if, you know, one of these was to close, that would actually help the business objective. Um, and, you know, create a basic account plan for each one of those accounts could be just, you know, four or five bullets. Like we're gonna, you know, do some outreach on LinkedIn. We're going to make some custom landing pages. We're going to run, you know, a digital, this, this digital event that, you know, these guys are invited to and not these guys. And, you know, you could do something with like ads if you wanted to, or you could do something with, I don't know, again, like custom blog posts or something, but basically just create a basic plan of how you're going to engage this company, this, this target account, and then just go after it, try it. Like, um, I think that with just that little test, which you could, you know, if if everybody's in the same room, you could do it in a day, uh, or at least you could set up the plan in a day. Um, you'll, you'll learn really quickly whether or not ABM is going to work for you and, uh, I think, you know, inevitably it will. It's just you'll, you'll figure out where the gaps are that you'll want to fill later. Like maybe a channel doesn't perform as well as you'd expect. Or maybe you learn that the salespeople actually don't have time to focus on 10 key accounts. And unfortunately, this isn't going to work for you, right? So I think that with just a little test, you'll learn a lot. And uh, it'll be very inexpensive because you're only focusing on 10 accounts. You don't even have to spend any money. That's true. I mean, start small always. Do right. you recommend any sort of metrics or KPIs that I should keep an eye on as I'm rolling this out to make sure that my efforts are working or that I'm seeing growth? Are there, are there different kind of triggers I should be looking for? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one cool thing here is since the goal is revenue, ultimately you're going you're gonna to want to track some revenue KPIs. And, and again, that's part of the reason I said that thing about how ABM really doesn't work if it's just done by marketing is like, I might say, hey, you should track whether or not you have open deals with target accounts. And if your response is, but I don't have that data, like only sales has that data, I think that you might not be ready. Um, or you might want to ask for that data and use this as an opportunity to try to get access to that data because it's important to you uh, as a marketer to, to be able to understand, like, you know, if you're going to spend effort creating this custom content and creating these custom buying journeys, like, are these people actually creating deals? Who's involved with those deals, right? Are you attracting the right contacts? Um, so you really, you really, um, I think that the focus kind of most importantly is on those sales metrics. Um, uh, and, but I think, you know, it's not just sales metrics. I think on the marketing side, especially if you're going to do it an account-based marketing campaign for like a month, you're probably not going to see like a ton of closed, you know, one revenue. Cause these are the sorts of deals that take, you know, 90, 120, half a year to close. Uh, I think the big, the big um, thing you can focus on in the beginning is the amount of engagement you're getting from your target accounts. So let's say, you know, for a normal random company in your CRM, you're seeing, um, oh, you know, that they, they visit the website 
you know, five times every two months, or they do, you know, two blog submissions a month or, or form submissions a month or whatever it is. Like, I think if you do an account-based approach, you're going to see that go up. Uh, and that's a really good KPI to pay attention to. Um, you want to make sure you get those quick wins. Sure. Absolutely. So really just tracking the, the interaction, the engagement rate, that should be one of the most important things you're looking at in addition to revenue you're saying? Yeah, exactly. I think like if you're focusing on engagement rate and you're focusing on revenue, I think that those are like the core, the core KPIs. Um, and that's why it's important to, to have a system. Um, you know, again, you know, I'm a HubSpot product manager, so I advocate HubSpot, but of course you could use any system to do this. You could, you, you could use nothing, but you do need the ability to look at, like if you have 10 contacts associated with, let's say you're trying to sell to HubSpot, you have 10 contacts associated with HubSpot. You need the ability to see, like you need the ability to kind of connect all those contacts to one company because, you know, uh, if each one of them submits a form, that's not that interesting. But if all of them submit a form, right, that's 10 form submissions at HubSpot, right? So you need the ability to, to, to kind of see the bigger picture for a company. Um, that's important. And I have you here. You are the product manager for ABM at HubSpot. I'd like to take a minute to let you talk a little bit about why HubSpot is a good option for being able to, you know, really align marketing and sales and, and uh, embark on this type of strategy and this type of approach. What does HubSpot have to offer in that regard? Um, I actually think HubSpot's pretty unique here in that, um, well, one, you know, we, we try to provide as many marketing and sales and service tools as we can on one platform. Um, so one of the cool things is that, that, you know, ABM requires that sales and marketing work together, but if they live in different systems, that's like automatically difficult. Whereas with HubSpot, um, you know, we have a CRM, it's free, right? We have marketing tools, we have free marketing tools, right? We, we like, we, we make it pretty easy to be in one system, which just solves a lot of your basic data and reporting problems. Um, so I think that's one thing that's kind of unique about HubSpot in general, but I think that, that one thing that's kind of cool about our ABM solution as well is that we've really tried to democratize it and make it pretty accessible. So we've really, we've, we've tried to make it as easy as picking target accounts. Like if you pick target accounts in HubSpot, we're going to automatically boot up reporting for you. We're going to automatically build up, you know, boot up some kind of default contact lists and different things that you can actually use to start marketing. Um, and so not only have we made it easy and kind of prescriptive, like we tried to provide the, the kind of built-in education to help you, we're also making it pretty accessible. Like, uh, you know, we have a blog post about how you can do ABM and free. Like you can, you can do ABM with HubSpot's free tools. Um, and if you don't want to do it with our free tools and you want to use the, you know, very nice uh, and engaging tools that I have built, they're in our professional tier, which is not even our highest tier, right? It's like our mid tier. Uh, and they're available in both our sales product and our marketing product. So if you're a sales customer or a marketing customer, you get access to these tools. So, um, you know, I think between kind of keeping everybody in the same system, trying to make it really easy and prescriptive to get started uh, and making it kind of uh, inexpensive to use our tools to do it. I think that's pretty unique. You're not going to see that really anywhere else in the market. And to our listeners, I'm going to make sure to work with Ethan to include some of these links in our show notes. That way you can go learn a little bit more about ABM from, from HubSpot's perspective and what they've published and some links to the platform if you're not a HubSpot user already. And of course, you know, I have to plug Risen as well. We offer onboarding for HubSpot and training as well. So we are available to be able to help you if you're interested in making this step. So overall, Ethan, I, I can't thank you enough for taking time to come on the show and discussing ABM. Hopefully we have a group of listeners out there who feel like they want to try this out, try a different approach and see if this is beneficial for their business. Uh, is there a way that our listeners could connect with you? Do you have any social media accounts, websites, uh, any sort of outreach tools you'd like to uh, share where people could uh, follow you and what you're doing? 
Yeah, uh, you know, you can you can uh, connect with me or follow me follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I post there pretty regularly. I talk a lot about ABM, but I also talk about other stuff. Um, so my name is Ethan Copit, E T H A N K O P I T. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. Ethan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Growth Marketing for Martians, a weekly podcast all about tomorrow's business growth tips today. This podcast is brought to you by Risen, a revenue growth firm focused on innovative strategies and proven tactics to help scale your business. Learn more about how they can help you by visiting www.gorisen.com or follow their adventures on social media. Profile links are in the show notes. Thanks for your support and keep on reaching for the stars.